Comms Day Live, I'm Graham Lynch. Welcome back. We've been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, we, we got hit by the lockdown, which co- caused some disruption to our operations. And then I got unwell and lost my voice. And losing my voice is about the only thing that would keep me away from Comms Day Live. So luckily I've recovered and we're back. Anyway, we've got a pretty big episode uh, this week. We're going to be hearing from a new TPG Enterprise Executive, Chris Russo, and Field Solutions Group CEO, Andrew Roberts. But first up, Aussie telco providers More Telecom and Tangerine have announced a new strategic partnership with the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, which sees the bank investing in 25% of the two companies. Now, they're going to have an exclusive telecommunications partnership. Basically, that will allow CBA to offer more intangible services to every every one of its retail customers across the country. And these products will be integrated with the ComBank app over time, allowing customers to order, self-serve or whatever simply off their app. We had a chat with co-founder and CEO Andrew Branson to talk about the deal. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, very excited and it's uh, nice to have it out in the uh, public domain now as well. Absolutely. So talk me through the deal. Um, what more in Tangerine get from it and, and what does CBA get from it? Yeah, look, so CBA have taken a 25% stake in, in both the businesses. So they are two separate entities, but they're you know managed by the same team. They've got the same ownership structure and so on. Um what CBA are getting out of it, um, we're going to offer discounted uh, MBN and then in future mobile products uh, to their customer base. I think the the play there is, is a loyalty play where, you know, if, if their customers can unlock um, additional benefits from being a, a loyal CBA customer, I think that's a, that's a positive. For us as a business, it's, it's all about scale. Uh, you know, we've built the business up to 90,000 active customers you know, we want to take that on to 190,000 active customers and then further onwards and upwards from there as well. So in a practical sense, um, I'm guessing it means things like if I log on to the ComBank app, I will see a bunch of options of things, value-added services that I can purchase. Um, and, and the more Tangerine product will be one of those. Is that correct? No. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not in market yet. Um, so it's still sort of concept. Um, but that's definitely the, the intention. Yeah. Okay. So why did they pick more in Tangerine over the many options that are out there? What was compelling about your company that attracted them to you? Look, good question. Probably one better fielded by them. But I mean, I can give you my, my take on it. Um, look, I think we've been a disruptor in the MBN space, um, you know, since since we launched in, in 2013, uh, especially over the last couple of years, we've really started getting some really strong traction and growth. Um, you know, we're on track for our record month of sales again this month with a, you know, we're looking at 6,000 new connections this month alone. Um, you know, so I think they, they were looking for people that were happy to take on the big guys um, that had a good quality product that was well received in the market. Uh, you know, and I suppose it aligned with their, with their brand ambitions as well to um, to continue growing and offering value to the to the everyday household. Okay, um, now who do you resell your MBN services from right now? Which which wholesale provider do you? We work with from? Focus. With Focus, right? Okay, yep. and you're still deciding as to which mobile wholesaler you will get, you're going to use. Is that correct? 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where, where are we at with that? Are you at a formal kind of RFI slash tender type stage for that? Yeah, look, we probably can't talk about it in too much detail, but um, yeah, look, that's certainly part of the strategy is we want to have uh, access to a 5G mobile deal. Um, you know, we want to be in market with that for the very start of next year. Yeah, and, and what types of criteria are you emphasizing? Obviously, you can make choices in favor of price, yeah, choices look, in favor look, of coverage. I mean, you know, there's different um, yeah. t- uh, tracks you could take. Yeah, I mean, look, price is, is going to be important, but certainly not going to be the, the main driver. The main driver is going to be delivering, you know, quality product that aligns with our brand values and also that of CBA. Yeah. Um, you know, we want some of the functionality around data banking, data gifting, um, you know, some of those things which are, which are the norm with the carriers, uh, but, but potentially lesser in the MVNO space. Uh, so it really is about, about that quality offering to take to market. Okay. Okay. Um, now, can you tell me a little bit more about how you differentiate more and tangerine in the market? Like, who's the model customer for, for both brands? Yeah. So look, I mean, historically, they've been quite different. Uh, where Tangerine has played purely in the consumer space and has never done anything in in, in business. Um, more telecoms sort of coming from that SME space, so focusing on small to medium enterprise um, and has over time, I suppose, pushed slightly more into that consumer space. Um, we have the opportunity to, uh, to do something with CBA under both brands or under one brand, and we're just sort of working through that with them at the moment. Um, but it's yeah, the the, the differences um, are really in that 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 target customer, I suppose, whether it's whether it's business or consumer uh, up until now. Uh, but there's certainly some exciting differentiators that are being discussed internally. Now, I guess if you if you put more telecom on the CBA platform, that gets you in front of a lot of SME eyeballs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's definitely uh, benefits in that space um, as well. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Now it seems to be the big trend at the moment, this kind of cross-platform selling of telecoms and utilities and banking services and so on. Um, why do you think uh, we've seen so much activity in this area in the past year or so? You know, I'm, th- I'm thinking of, for example, you have the Southern phone transaction and, and, yeah. know, and Telstra getting into energy and, you know, there's all sorts of yep. different things happening, isn't there? Yeah. Look, I think um, for that, it's a lot of it is, is, you know, people trying to make more money out of one existing customer. I think the thing with CBA is slightly different. Um, CBA, it's going to be more about rewarding loyalty. Um, and this is not a margin play for CBA. Uh, it's, it's about rewarding loyalty and, you know, trying to retain those customers. Where I think if you look at the energy providers, um, you know, they're, they're obviously trying to increase their bang for buck from one household. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So, um, can you tell me the story about how how you guys and CBA got talking in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it's quite a little bit of a funny story. So, initially, it was uh, fielded as a, a call through to our to our call centre, uh, which isn't uncommon to be approached that way. Uh, but I think you can probably imagine they they called up. It was very much like a cold call. <laughs> they wanted to speak to you know whoever was in charge, and they were calling from CBA. Um, so I think. That was uh, yeah, a little bit of a funny start. So I received an email saying, oh, look, there's someone from, from CBA trying to, trying to track you down. Um, you know, and luckily I, I did call them back because uh, from there it, it all moved quite quickly. We, we met with them and obviously talked a lot, lot about our business and heard what they were trying to achieve. 
then went through obviously a significant period of due diligence and so on and and that sort of got us to where we are today okay now you're a company or companies that you'll be run by yourself and your brother what, what is it going to be like having a multi-billion dollar bank on the board yeah look they, they've got a seat on the board um which we're excited about i think um they'll be able to bring benefits and experience to to the board i think at the same time they they don't want to be a telco um they are going to be fairly hands-off in the sort of day-to-day hiring firing you know that that type of um you know the day-to-day operations are still going to be run the same way yeah okay well look congratulations on the deal it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out when, when do you think um, you'll start to see your services offered to their customers? What kind of time frame? Are you yeah, look, we're probably, we're probably thinking three months uh, from now. Uh, so the intention is to do a soft launch to CBA staff. So there's 48,000 staff that we will be pushing a, an offer out to. Um, that'll be sort of the, the test phase, and then we'll go mass market from there. Yeah, terrific. Okay, well, once again, congratulations, and thank you so much for your time, Andrew. No problem. Thanks, Graham. Okay, take care. Bye. Cheers. Have a good day. Well, TPG Telecom is planning a big assault on the enterprise and government sectors. It's kicked off a big executive recruitment drive that will also see the telco invest more in new converged services and automation. So at the moment... TPG is recruiting for a head of enterprise and government sales, a head of product, head of marketing and base management, a national indirect sales manager, a government business development manager, and account managers as it transforms its enterprise unit. Last week, it appointed Photophone Czech Republic VP B2B Jonathan Rutherford as its new group executive, enterprise and government. Um, a former, the former acting group executive in that role, Anna Bordianu. Uh, is taking on the newly created role of Group Executive for Customer Operations and Shared Services. And uh, they've also appointed a new GM, Customer Sales and Strategy, Chris Russo. She's a senior customer experience veteran with more than 25 years telecom experience, most recently at Telstra Enterprise. Our chief editor, Simon Duck, spoke with Chris this week to get the lowdown on TBG's plans. It's just an interesting time for the industry completely, not only from a telecommunications perspective. I mean, appreciating just the speed of technology change, you know, the Moore's Law, um, there is no doubt the telecommunications industry and the technology industry is changing every single day. And that's as a consequence of the NBN in this country, but also just the level of competitor intensity uh, that has entered the market as a result of, you know, NBN creating a more competitive landscape. And uh, the merger now celebrating its one-year anniversary, it's just an excellent time for us to be very clear on our intentions and our renewed focus in some key markets, specifically our renewed focus in enterprise. And I think, you know, even yesterday, Josh and the comms team in yesterday's announcement on our new executive appointments went on to speak about the renewed focus in enterprise. And Simon, in that vein, that renewed focus needs investment, it needs capability uplift, and it needs a very strategic plan for how we will provide the right you know, compelling um, alternative to Australian businesses and governments across across the country. And what I'm excited about is just the, 
you know, we actually call it the spirit of TPG. Um, I don't know if anyone's spoken to you about that, but, no. you know, as I join the business only four weeks now into um, TPG Telecom, there is no doubt there is a high level of energy and excitement around the compelling um, alternative we can bring to business and government customers. And that spirit of TPG, I think in part, really speaks to the essence of those brands that have come together post-merger. So you have, you know, this incredible capability of Vodafone, um, and not only Vodafone in this country, but, you know, acknowledging we are a partner market. And in that capacity, really leveraging the capability of Vodafone. But also you've got this, you know, very innovative uh, house of brands in TPG that have come together over many years from IINet and the acquisition that TPG made of IINet. And so you've got this very capable fixed infrastructure business merging with, uh, you know, mobility player. And we now present a very formidable full service telecommunications provider to businesses and, um, and governments across, across the country. And so, uh, the spirit of TPG is really our intent to bring a new way of working and a new style of business to those organizations, not just in the capability of the people, but in the products and the propositions to those customers in key segments. So, um, four weeks in, I can feel it in the engagement of the team. You know, it's, um, it's really exciting. Well, finally, um, in a move which may prove a significant shift in regional telecoms policy, Field Solutions Group announced this week that it's been awarded federal funds under Round 5A of the Mobile Black Spots program to trial both a neutral host radio access network uh, and develop a fourth mobile network with domestic roaming in regional Australia. So uh, it announced this week $3.66 million to trial the first neutral host mobile delivery model. They're going to trial it in Queensland on a tourist and trucking route called the Adventure Way. There's $0.9 million to trial domestic roaming with Optus and $3.19 million to build 15 new towers that will be shared with Optus. FSG says it now has about 200 towers on the drawing board, regional Australia, and plans to develop a regional Australian network that will target underserved areas of rural, regional and remote Australia, enabling FSG to deploy mobile services to meet a place-based need for broadband and mobile connectivity. I had a quick chat with FSG CEO Andrew Roberts all about it this week. Sort of three separate announcements here. So let's go through them one by one. So you've got the $3.19 million funding, 5A, uh, tenfold increase. This is for 15 towers across three states. So, so talk me through that and what that's all about. So, if you remember last time, we were the first um, MNIP or first carrier awarded uh, mobile black spot money outside the big three. Yeah. Um, this is just the, the continued relationship with Optus, us building more with Optus yeah. uh, co locating on those towers as we go forward. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, now, you've described this as. A, a neutral host type relationship. So, is it only just confined to Optus? You know, will it be offered to the others if they want to use it? No, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we, we have to by law offer yeah. them to all, all our carriers. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we 
we build it into our business model so that we, we get other carriers on. Yeah. To date, uh, we only had a couple of towers in round five. And yeah. Now we've got 15, so I suspect the interest will go up. Uh, we were already talking Great. to Vodafone, as we spoke about last time, yeah. so that relationship is maturing now. Yeah. Okay, so that, uh, let's go on to the second announcement. You've got the 3.66 million, and specifically this is for delivering coverage across the Adventure Way in Queensland. Okay, so talk, talk, talk me through that and how that's actually going to work in practice in terms of a neutral host network. So is it going to be one base station that's usable, or will people host, have their own base stations and you'll be just providing the tower and the backhaul? How, how will it work? Look, it's ground up. So we build the tower, <laughs> yeah. we, put, we put the active electronics on the tower, yeah. and we provide the backhaul where it simply plugs into a carrier's network. Yeah. Yeah, so from their point of view, it looks like a normal base station on their network. Correct. You wouldn't even you wouldn't know the difference other yeah. than the fact that we, we we slice it up so that we could. And there's many different models here, but, but you're talking about this as being a neutral host, but at the same time, you're also saying we're going to be the fourth mobile network operator, and you're going to go direct to market yourself. So I'm just trying to. There's a sort of slight contradiction there. If you're going to be in the market yourself at a retail level, how are you a neutral host? Like, can, okay, can so I get this, you to explain this, that in your words? Yeah, yeah. This is key. So this, this, is, this, is, this is the coolest part about what we're doing. So um, at the moment, the, the biggest issue in the bush is there's just no coverage, yeah. even not right in the middle of the bush. So we, we are, as FSG, wanting to build place-based networks. Mm-hmm. So we cover a certain area with 4 and 5G. But the problem with that, that concept is as soon as you can leave that area, your phone won't work, right? Mm-hmm. So this leads into announcement three, which is the, the roaming yeah. uh, trial with Optus. So we've done a deal with Optus, uh, or we're trying a, trying a deal with Optus, where we can build these place-based networks and then roam back onto a larger national network. So that's key and vice versa. That's, mm-hmm. that's a very key part of our strategy. Mm-hmm. The neutral host model is really a separate area of, of the business. So yeah. we can put a tower up and we can put active electronics on it. We can choose to, to go on it ourselves or we can just take Optus, Telstra, or Vodafone onto that tower yeah. as part of the, the neutral host model. So it doesn't contradict our story. What it does, it enhances the value proposition of us building infrastructure in regional areas. Yeah. That's it for Columbus Day Live this week. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.